Hello, happy new year, and welcome to 2021, a year that will forever be known as the year after 2020. I hope everyone had a wonderful, wonderful holiday. We've been on break for the last couple of weeks, and I'm excited to be back with the team and bringing you a very special 2021 predictions edition of the Retail Rundown. And since we last aired, several COVID-19 vaccines have been approved and distributed among healthcare workers in the United States and around the globe. So what a fantastic way to ring in this new year. On today's episode, we'll hear from thought leaders, including three of our retailer friends, an automotive executive, and three retail technology experts about their vision for 2021. John Boleyn from Starbucks, the real real Courtney Hawkins, Wolfgang Hoffman from Jaguar Land Rover Canada, and a little later, Dan Goldman, who recently joined Gap after a noteworthy stint at the North Face. We'll also hear from some super cool solution providers such as AFI, a company turning physical stores into checkout free experiences. Level 10, a company that helps retailers do more with fewer partners by procuring, deploying, and maintaining IT equipment. And Zebra Technologies, a software analytics provider that helps to empower the frontline in retail and e-commerce. All right, let's get started by first hearing from Courtney Hawkins, the Vice President of Retail at The Real Real. Excited to talk about 2021. Here are my predictions for what I think retail, the future of retail will be in the new year. First, I think the first few months are going to continue to be more of the same from 2020. But as the pandemic starts to curb with the vaccine, I think we'll enter a new normal that blends consumer behaviors prior to the pandemic and also consumer behaviors during the pandemic. I think about this in three categories, product, customer, and experience. So for product, I think work from home will continue to live on, but days in the office will slowly come back, as will small social gatherings, schools, etc. I think this will shift the apparel category performance to be casual and more traditional gathering styles like denim woven dresses. Casual will be here to stay for a while, but the buying behavior will shift into these other categories. Customers. Customers will want to continue to shop with convenience, whether that's shift, bopus, curbside, or reserve in store. After this holiday season, I think returns will be the friction point retailers will need to solve for both internal operations and the customer experience. Customers will continue to look for retailers that reflect their values and will continue to aid where they shop. Experience. As we become more comfortable going out, store experience will need to continue to evolve. Customers' tolerance of pre-pandemic experience behaviors in stores, such as waiting in lines or messy stores, I think will be a permanent deal breaker for consumers. While seeing an increase in foot traffic to stores will be welcomed by retailers, now is the time for them to reimagine a new, better experience that will allow for speed, safety, a sense of escapism and normalcy of a shopping journey. I'm excited to see progress in curbing a pandemic will do for the retail business and overall communities, families, and society. Hi, I'm Alex Sophocleos. I'm the head of marketing and partnerships at iFi where we transform stores into checkout-free, autonomous experiences for retailers around the world. As we move into 2021, I believe there are three trends that will define success for retailers. First, retailers should place an increased importance on omni-channel strategies with a focus on fulfillment for buy online, pick up in store. 
Whether this is electronics or groceries, the experiences that retailers adopt will revitalize physical stores and allow them to take advantage of their proximity to local customers. Secondly, implementing safe shopping experiences and contactless checkout options will remain essential to ensure customers aren't shifting buying habits away from your stores. It will take time until customers feel comfortable again, and retailers shouldn't try to rush this. Lastly, there have been so many technology advancements this year to support everything from easier checkouts and improved shopping experiences to inventory management and store analytics. As such, retailers that embrace or at least experiment with these technologies will thrive because of their advantage to deliver on customer expectations and improved operational efficiency. One common trait across these trends is an increased need for a frictionless customer experience, especially for brick and mortar. At iFi, we can support this by converting stores of any size into a contactless, autonomous shopping experience. By allowing AI to manage the checkout process, we remove the friction of waiting in lines so customers can quickly grab groceries and carry on with their day. Also, retailers can choose to implement a cashier checkout and autonomous shopping hybrid solution so customers have the option to continue their normal shopping habits or enjoy a faster shopping experience with iFi when they're ready to make the change. Hey folks, John Boleyn here with Starbucks. What will define success in 2021? Brands with a clearly defined and effortless digital strategy that deliver on multi-channel deliverables to reach customers where they are at. Digital has become table stakes, are really a requirement for survival in retailers and food and beverage. But I have to say, those that continue to win will find success in their experience add factor. We've already seen a shift from routinized customer occasions to those seeking a reward or an out-of-home experience to enjoy products and services in a safe and familiar way. As the vaccine rolls out, you will see this happening in an even more accelerated fashion where folks were looking for brands to uplift and give them that safe and out-of-quarantine experience that they've been craving for the past several months. Those that deliver on that will continue to win. Wishing you all the best in 2021. Let's make it a great year and get out of this quarantine. This is Mark Delaney with Zebra Technologies. Here at Zebra, we enable our customers across a number of verticals, with retail being our largest one, to deliver better experiences leveraging technology. One of the key trends or focus areas that I see driving success in 2021 is actually one that we've grappled with for a long time, and that is inventory visibility. COVID and the resulting spike in e-commerce has put enormous strain on supply chains across the world. Our most recent global shopper study revealed that well over 80% of retail decision makers, and that is senior managers and C-suite executives at our retailer customers, agree that visibility to out-of-stocks is still a significant challenge. In that same study, 83% of those same decision makers called out workforce management applications as being critically important over the next five years, with prescriptive analytics and also automation being called out as well. These growing retail technologies are actually driving much of the solution journey that we are on at Zebra right now with our customers. Certainly, the other topic dominating conversations right now is click and collect, also known as BOPUS, buy online, pick up in store. Curbside experience is the hot area of investment right now, given the pandemic. Not only will this have sticking power long beyond COVID, but it also requires a huge amount of orchestration behind the scenes to be done properly. And this is where our Zebra Global Partner Network really comes into play. 
by leveraging these fellow solution providers, we can help our customers stitch together solutions that meet their unique needs by aggressively vetting third-party solution providers and working with our engineering and software teams to bring the full solution to the table. The other area that we're investing a lot of time speaking with customers about is automation. Now, whether that comes in the form of robots addressing various use cases or related areas such as micro-fulfillment centers that are being put up at a number of retailer customers. At Zebra, we have internally developed robotic solutions such as SmartSite, as well as strategic ventures investments that we can leverage with our customers to help them drive further operational efficiencies at retail. Now, when Amazon started their growth trajectory a number of years ago, we all wondered what a world before Amazon Prime looked like. Well, now COVID has become the largest or latest industry-changing event. But as Einstein said, in the midst of every crisis lies great opportunity. So an exciting time to be in the retail industry for sure. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week. Hello, my name is John Pruben, and I am the president of Level 10. For those of you who don't know who Level 10 is, Level 10 acts as an extension of retailers' IT teams to help them deploy technology, whether it's as a new technology deployment or as part of the support of a retail store opening, closure, remodel. We do all the services associated with that, including installation, staging, configuration. We also help retailers uh, manage repair and maintenance of that technology once it's deployed and help them with help desk solutions. We believe at level 10 that the technology trends, well, first and foremost, will be the deployment of technology itself. We have seen already in the eight months of COVID uh, and a huge explosion of the deployment of technology, whether it be online pickup and store, curbside service, same-day delivery is uh, obviously huge. The drive-through technologies that retailers are putting in, shipped from store to homes, self-checkouts, kiosks. So the deployment of these technologies will continue to challenge retailers to deploy them as rapidly as possible, to do it in as agile a format as possible, and to make sure their back systems can support it, whether it be, you know, Wi-Fi, their phone systems that will take calls from different parts of the enterprise, the software upgrades that will be necessary to support a lot of this technology, and of course, the hardware to run it as well. So these are some of the technology trends that we've already seen and that we imagine that we will continue to see well into 2021 since the way the retailers are interacting with their customers has forever changed. The uh, second part we'll see is the retailers managing the operationalization of their safety within their stores, whether it be cleaning products, covers, retailers need to make their customers feel safe. And retailers, uh, while they did this temporarily back in April, May, and June, now have to do it permanently. And retailers are working to make sure that safety is not only a part of their culture and their everyday behavior, but also the products and services needed to support it as part of their supply chain as well. And the last part, of course, is agility. Retailers have to deploy these technologies very rapidly. Most of them are cloud-based, many times with new vendors uh, who are not used to the space. So uh, retailers who have been embracing agile methodologies going into this are better off, but certainly new ones will need to be there. As far as what solutions retailers can implement to create a frictionless customer experience, it's really agility itself. They need to make sure they're agile internally, but most importantly, I would say, in working with vendors who are able to have business methodologies and models to support the deployment of their technologies as rapidly as possible. So those are some of the key technology trends that we see in 2021. That was John Pruben, president of Level 10. Up next, we switch gears ever so slightly to glean perspective from the mobility sector. As we know, retail partners are fundamental for players in this space and impact how we buy vehicles. I had the opportunity to speak with Wolfgang Hoffman, the president at Jaguar Land Rover Canada, about his vision for the future. 
Considering the announcement made recently by Volvo to double its global online sales volume to 50% by 2025, I began by asking Wolfgang's thoughts on consumers buying cars online. Here's what he had to say. I mean, it must be realistic for them, maybe. I mean, otherwise they wouldn't make an announcement like that. I personally don't believe that is true for the total industry. I think that's um, maybe a lofty target. Will you see a shift towards more online business? Definitely. And you see that a lot of car manufacturers are singling out specific either models or powertrains. I mean, you saw it with other European manufacturers where they do it now, I think, in Europe with their electrification or electrified models. So that might be, you know, a, a testing ground for some of them. But definitely the industry is evolving. But I don't think anyone knows right now where it is completely going. And from my perspective, I can only say that the retail partner will always be a fundamental element of the distribution channels. A car is too big, I think, of an investment. It's too complex. It's very emotional and it's very, you know, satisfying when you buy a new car. I don't think anyone ever forgets the first new vehicle that they bought. And the only way you can do that, I believe, is still in a, in a one-to-one, person-to-person uh, interaction. I think human beings crave the interaction and the attention and the physical connection with other people. And you see it in other goods, you know, just take watches and so on. Yes, of course, a lot of people are buying now watches online and so on. But if you go to the higher end of the market, that's when the trust comes in, when you want to know who's selling it and where has the watch been and you want to have the reassurance if something goes wrong here i can go to john and he will take care of me and i think that element will be even more important in the future convenience helping people helping customers and just taking some burden away from them in their day-to-day lives that's why we have tax consultants and things like that i think everyone is capable of doing the taxes themselves, but it's getting so cumbersome and so long-winded and and you have to read so much that at one point you just throw up your hands in the air and you say, no, I have someone who specializes and helps me with that and makes my life easier. That thinking has to also be more entrenched in our industry. We have to see ourselves as problem solvers, as people who make people's life more convenient and easier. What we don't know now is is all of the services that will be provided to customers going forward, purely due to the fact as well that you spend such a lot of time in your car. So if your car is not connected to everything else you do in your life, you're missing out, so to speak. And if you spin it then further, one day we will have autonomous driving to a, a very significant extent. The industry is in a complete transformation process and everybody acknowledged that it's it's really just the speed and and some things take time it's the same with autonomous driving or connected vehicles or electrification what do we sell we sell probably you know 10% not even 10% of the total car park every year so the industry can't evolve overnight it is just physically impossible because you have so many other participants on the road as well and you have to make sure that everyone is safe but there will be a time, and be it in 15, 20 years or so, yeah, where, where cars really communicate with each other, where accidents hopefully are a thing of the past because your car communicates with everyone around. And if everyone knows the direction and the speed of each and every participant on the road, I mean, it is you know mathematically very easy to predict and then to avoid accidents. And I think that will come, but it's not happening overnight. When I was a kid, my father was filling up the car. I mean, there was lead in the gasoline. 
how things have changed now, how engineers have made it possible that you don't need that additive anymore so your engine was safe. And coming down in emissions so dramatically despite the fact that cars got heavier and heavier because of all the safety features. And now look at electrification now. It's just awesome to see how things change and that will not be the end. There will be a smarter generation who will take that even to the next level and will make sure that we all take care of what we also dearly love and that's the people and it's the environment. Very true indeed. Before I share some of my predictions, we'll hear from Dan Goldman. Hi, my name is Dan Goldman. I'm Vice President of Strategy and Business Development at Gap Inc. This time last year, no one could have predicted the year we've had in 2020 or the profound impact COVID has had on the retail industry. While I'd like to predict that 2021 will be a return to normal, I actually believe the new normal is there is no normal. 2021 will continue to be a year that requires agility to adapt. Now, the good news is, unlike last year when retailers were caught off guard and had to react defensively to COVID, heading into 2021, retailers should benefit from the the fact that they have had a year to plan and build. The bad news is, not all retailers will be able to do this successfully. And as a result, we can expect that the bifurcation between the winners and losers continues to accelerate. The winners will continue to innovate how they engage and build meaningful relationships with consumers. First, digitally, especially in the front half of the year, I think we'll see some very interesting engagement models and digital capabilities come to life that build on the best of what we've seen from the last year. If the past year has been establishing a foundation for digital engagement, omnichannel capabilities, social, and whatnot, I'd expect over the next year these executions get more refined, more profound, and retailers also add a deeper layer of personalization to them. I also think that social commerce models will continue to scale. Second, especially in the back half when hopefully the pandemic is more behind us. I also think that winning retailers will find ways to bring the physical store and brand experiences to life in a way that are super engaging and help really reinvigorate consumers' interest in shopping in person. They'll need to entice consumers back and make them really appreciate why physical brand engagement is so powerful. Third, across both channels, I also think there's a huge pent-up consumer demand for community and belonging. I think the retailers that can tap into this and bring people together, whether virtually or in person, will stand out in consumers' hearts and minds. Regardless of which of these predictions become true, let's hope that 2021 is a healthier and happier year for everyone. A healthier and happier year for everyone indeed. And I think that's a great place to begin wrapping up. But before I sign off, as I did last year, I'd like to share with you my three predictions for retail trends as well. First, I think we can all agree that 2020 was one of the most intense, distinct, downright bizarre years of our lives. But with all of the craziness, it was also a change maker. It lit the fuse on groundbreaking transformations spanning many industries. And as we all do an internal reset to hit the ground running, I feel so much gratitude. Though staying home hasn't been easy, there's no denying that the retail industry has really stepped up to the plate. They have made purchasing goods, gifts, groceries easier and more efficient than ever. And in many ways, life has never been more convenient. And I know the elephant in the room is e-commerce. Retail e-commerce jumped to record highs last year, reportedly 36% globally during the height of the pandemic. And with that in mind, I'd like to recap a few figures I looked up for this segment. 
In 2019, online shopping represented 14.1% of retail sales worldwide. Then in 2020, it accounted for 17% of global retail sales, or $3.9 trillion, excluding food and delivery services. That's according to Group M. And by 2024, that 17% we saw last year is expected to reach up to 25% of retail sales, which I believe is around what we're already seeing currently in China. In other words, in a few years, it's possible that, on average, one in four global retail sales will take place online. Still, we're left with physical stores accounting for the majority of sales, and with that said, I have three predictions for brick-and-mortar trends. These trends are based on two overarching drivers, convenience and safety. The demand for convenience has been steadily increasing in parallel with all things digital since the birth of online commerce, and when the pandemic hit, everyone was blindsided. Suddenly, the desire for convenience reached all-time highs. Why? Because convenience was and will continue to be tied to the other driver, which is safety. A heightened focus on safety has reflected in our consumer behavior. Our shopping activities have shifted away from discovery and at some points almost fully towards intent-based purchasing. And for retailers, Bopus curbside pickup and ship from store options went from a nice to have to a service critical for survival. Amazingly, many retailers rolled out these solutions at a mind-blowing pace last year. And with convenience and safety still top of mind, the three trends I predict will shape brick and mortar in 2021 include one, dedicated shared spaces, two, health and wellness retail, and three, contactless connected stores. The first one, dedicated shared spaces, not pop-ups, came to mind because as I was predicting 2020 retail trends, unexpected partnerships was at the top of my list, and it's come true with too many examples to name, many out of necessity, and most recently I think of Sephora's partnership with Instacart and then with Kohl's following Target's partnership announcement with Ulta Beauty. These signal a move away from the pop-up trend and towards dedicated shared spaces that create I hate to use this word, but create synergies among the retailers and convenience for consumers. The second one, health and wellness retail. As we look at retail operators, they're going to have some opportunities for redevelopment, especially as the big department store anchors continue facing challenges, bankruptcies, and in turn lose some of their historical influence over operations. And redevelopment will be driven by the rise of consumer demand for health and wellness products and services, including cannabis retail as health becomes more and more of a focus. And without as much travel, open-air markets will need to cater to locals and nearby visitors who are looking for a bit of entertainment. We'll again see the importance of great food, that's always important, right? And immersive environments that offer a sense of discovery through unique retail concepts. And the third one is contactless connected stores. I immediately think of a sentiment shared by Shannon Ryan, the EVP North America for Valtech. And in our Connected Experiences luxury episode, he eloquently said, and I'm summarizing here, historically, it used to always be about how you could interact with the store. And now we've sort of turned that around and the store interacts with you. I thought that he said that very well. And it rings true because increasingly people will want to use their phone as the controller across touch points such as interactive displays, curbside or in-store pickup and checkout. This capability provides that safer 
environment, the contactless experience that people can feel good about when shopping in our new normal. So that wraps up the three trends. I want to thank all of our guests who joined today. I hope their predictions come true as we embark on this brand new year. We'll be back next week with our regular format as we explore what's new in retail news. Have a great week, everyone, and welcome to 2021.